0: With <laughs> <concerned> and <laughs> and Good morning, Running Commentary. Let's go. You join me right on the start line of the Brighton Marathon. I just literally came over the start line. As you can hear, some fantastic black and white cabaret artists, have just blown the klaxon, Aruga, and off we go in Brighton's Preston Park. Everyone's getting off steady, of course. I'm probably running about two, three, five, maybe seven minutes a mile too fast at this stage. Got to, uh, got to sprint to catch up with the pacers who are gonna keep me slow, right? Is that the right thing to do? Earning commentary, dear listener, you'll have noticed almost immediately. First of all the sound of starburst and saurine jiggling in my pocket and for that I apologise. And secondly, the voice of a lone wolf, a lone voice, solitary voice in the wilderness because Paul Tunginson is, even as we speak, on a plane, probably in first class with Michael McIntyre drinking red wine. Poor guy missing this. So, just around in the first bend at the bottom corner of Preston Park, up a slight hill and uh, there's a new... in the last episode I you'll have heard me speculating, describing the Brighton Marathon route but saying apparently they've changed it. They have. And I'm going to... There's big changes early on. I'm not going to talk to you for four hours. I wish it on you, but they've actually loaded in an extra mile or two in the first few miles, first stretch of the uh, marathon, which is great, I think, particularly if, like me, you've done it before. Because hopefully, psychologically, we've got memories of getting to places which today will be like... 10 to 13 miles, which, uh, sorry, last year they were 10 to 30 miles, today will be kind of 15, 18, you know, I think that's going to give us a bit of hope, but we'll see. So we start around the park here, it's looping the park, we've all just been really, really cold and honestly, it's we keep saying great conditions for running because it's grey and still cold, not raining. But might be great conditions for running. Not really great conditions for standing still for an hour, having put your coat in a little bag and given it to a stranger. So I for one am mildly hypothermic right now. But that was pass. And as I say, slight uphill, which is gonna help with the old warm-up. And I am genuinely, I know you know the issue here genuinely simultaneously trying to uh, not go too fast whilst worrying that I'm not going fast enough. So that would appear to be the story for today. And the other story for today is that it is quite hilly, but oh, these hills are in the first half, right? So the trick is to not burn out on said hills. So where are we at? Well, it's uh, It's been good. I don't know if you realise this, but our Brighton briefing episode from last week was actually recorded a little bit earlier and uh, it was really nice of me because because Paul was off to Australia and New Zealand, etc. It was really nice of me because I actually listened to the episode when it came out and uh, genuinely found it quite useful. <laughs> so I hope it was useful for anyone else. I know that this is huge. I know a lot of you listening don't necessarily aren't running marathons or aren't running a marathon this spring. You might be injured. It might just not be your bag. But I hope that if you are running, not just Brighton today, but the uh, Manchester Marathon or London Marathon or something else, that our uh, briefing episode was useful. As I say, it really was for me, because just when I was getting quite deep into the distracted panic of those final days, I heard myself about a week earlier talking a fair amount of sense about the whole thing, so, so that's nice. What is that sense, I suppose? It'd be wise to lay it out for myself right now. It's quite challenge what I want to do today, because, I simultaneously want to run hard and fast and steady, faster than, uh, than I would normally run for chatting and uh, steadier and more all the way through than uh, this marathon last year or New York last marathon I did. Basically, what we want is a kind of Oscar Goldman, bionic man kind of vibe. I want to be uh, faster than I was before. Stronger. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. Um, but on the other hand, not too fast. So I've been trying to invoke the spirit of the uh, Race of the Stones. One of the main things I did to invoke that steady, steady, 100-kilometer spirit was I uh, ate a massive vegan breakfast. It was vegan breakfast at the hotel. And I said, go on then, why not? So I've had hash brown, beans, mushrooms, grilled tomatoes, vegan sausage, also muesli with soy milk, coffee, orange juice. And I will say that describing that to myself as we climb this first hill is the ultimate test of how queasy it makes me feel at this stage. I've very nearly passed, very nearly passed the test. Okay, we've turned left. It's the end of that first climb. Um, Jack is running up ahead of me in a purple T-shirt that says "Suck it up, Buttercup." It's frankly, it's pretty brutal. And uh, as I say, I'm concerned that you can hear my shaky, shaky pocket. That's essentially the the kitchen where I've got even more food to uh, to not enjoy eating. As some later stage. So, uh, hoping to see um, Nicola, Nicola Cartlidge is out here somewhere. I've already spotted Patrick McHugh who is, he's on a slightly different journey physically where he is in his training but same as me, he's doing Brighton and London and he was talking all along about Morning Magpie about whether he's going to make it a 22 mile training run or run the whole thing. And uh, it might sound ridiculous to you, but I know that his family's house is at around the 21, 22 mark, so that could really work. But on the other hand, he's running all of it, isn't he? We all know he is. You give yourself a get-out, and then when the get-out comes, you don't take the get-out. So it would be interesting to find out about that. Apparently comedian Michael Fabry is going to be out there um, running somewhere. Look out for him. He's a Brighton comic, and he always does this. This is our first thing. I'm glad I looked to the route because I can see people ahead of me going left at a T-junction, but we're going to turn right and run, I think quite far before turning back. This is our first potentially demoralising hairpin, but I am psychologically ready for this. I'm ready for it. <laughs> we're turning right, I can't believe it. I've been overtaken on the right by a very slim panda, very tall. Slim, fit-looking panda. Wait a minute, that's a person in the suit! <laughs> it did seem cruel to make one of the world's most endangered species run 26.2 miles in a distinctly human star, so I'm relieved in a way. <laughs> that's the sound of a guy on my right blowing his nose pretty hard into his top, which is uh, well, it's gonna need to be on a sports wash later on, I hope. <laughs> um, talking of the more biological ends of the marathon, the um, the uh, queues, they had a coffee place in Preston Park today, bless them, but only one, and the queue for it was, was the same length as the marathon, ironically. One mile, I've done one mile in seven minutes, great, not too fast at all. It's much too fast, Rob. There goes the three hour pacer in the opposite direction. Gotta catch him, I haven't got to catch him, don't do it. uh, (laughs) um, Some people can run sub three hours every now and again. Hey Paul, no refunds! And uh, (laughs) see, it's like he's actually here. I did it myself, I did three hours once. It's exactly like is isn't it, uncanny. I just met someone actually just before the start who asked me if I was Paul Tonkinson. It's that lovely idea that, which I'm sure is fairly prevalent, that there are those of you who know our two names and have heard our two voices and i have seen the picture of the two of us. But why would you know which one's which? I think that's fair enough, except, I mean, it's true that we both got ridiculous faces. But uh, you have to ask yourself, who's the more cheerful-sounding and more cheerful-looking one? If you ever want to work that one out, that's the, uh, that's the mnemonic. Think cheerful. Think smiling for no good reason. Certainly what I'll be doing here today. Just passing these flats. 315 circuit going the opposite direction. Remember top top off, that's got not gonna be completely unnecessary. <laughs> um, yeah, any slats over here? I'm passing right now. I believe uh, lives uh, our friend and comedian Angela Barnes. i are hoping to see out on the course, cheering at some point. She's uh, supposed to be out here somewhere, cheering with, Beck Jared, whose late husband Phil, of course, is the man I'm running in memory of today. Phil Jared, Brighton comedian, lovely, lovely man, died 42 years old from uh, sarcoma, uh, bone, and soft tissue cancer. And uh, well, thank you if you sponsored me. Loads of people have. The sponsorship's gone right off. It's well over a £1,000 now. So thanks for that. Gives me a real boost. And it has been genuinely emotional coming down this weekend and doing comedy, because I was doing comedy at Comedia, and they were also donating part of the ticket price to uh, Sarcoma UK. And uh, just really feel the presence of Phil, because, you know, because he was a comic, and a Brighton guy, and a great compare and stuff. Just feel him in in ether, you know. And uh, some of you probably think, oh yeah, Rob and Phil, best mates. Um, forever, but it it was it wasn't really like that. He was, in a funny kind of way, just another comedian. But just a really lovely guy, which meant that when we gigged together, you know, we would hang out and catch up and get to know each other. And uh, also, just you just assume in that family of comedians that complicity, that community, that that's just going to keep going on forever why wouldn't it? So, between his loveliness and going too soon, i give you a very clear idea of where we're at with Phil. And genuinely, not just running in his memory on paper, but in practice here today. So, I don't know if you'll be, I'll be recording with you when I see Angela and Beck and uh, their crew. Matt might be there, Angela's husband, who uh, ran the, uh, he's an incredible ultra runner, he ran uh, the uh, Wainwrights Coast to Coast Walk for charity, which I'm flirting with the idea of doing, despite the fact that it's uh, it's 180 miles. 180 miles, Rob, don't bother. (laughs) Um, So, looking up for them later on. I'm gonna wrap up soon, because I know that not only it might be wearing for you to listen to me uh, just talking on my own, but also, um, <laughs> what's the other thing? It's irritating to the people around me. <laughs> Thank you, very kind. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, particularly now we're digging and just getting into those first couple of miles, people are like, yeah, 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 let's just get on with the business of the day now, shall we? So, if you get me watching these paces going the opposite direction, they're going the 3.45 paces. It's not just observation I'm keen to. I'd really like to sit behind the four-hour paces. But equally, it's going to slightly mess up my plan if they're miles ahead of me. If we get to this hairpin up here and they're just coming down just as we go up, then that'll be okay. Also... I'm slightly confused. It's really pointless and technical, but it's true. Because of the marathon handover, the new organisation has taken over this thing. Um, last year, the pacers had balloons up above them with minute per mile pace, and this year they've got flags with uh, overall time doing the marathon. So, yeah, that's the kind of. Assessive stuff that can really throw a boy off. There they go, those are the four hour paces in the opposite direction. I think if that's the turn back up there, I'm not gonna try and catch them up, but I think if I catch them up over the next 10 kilometers, I won't be going too fast. But just a little note to self, those are not, nine minute balloons. It's a very different kind of offer. So, maybe we can stick together around this hairpin and back to the uh, um, park and then you can, uh, let me get on with this and I'll get back to you later on, hey? But um, just to summarize my situation, as I say, I'm gonna try and run nine minute marathon. I'm gonna try and come in, a little under four hours. Which of course I do not take lightly as an achievement just because I've run faster marathons than that in the past. And the last key thing you will be wondering about is have I got a bad foot? And the answer is yes, yes I have. It's not paranoia. I did hurt my left foot at uh, Havant Park Run and uh, I spent the last couple of weeks. Feeling very grumpy about it. So, uh, hairpin. Spin the first hairpin. Do the maths in your head. It's from me to there, plus once more to where you heard me say the pace. So, if I go to if I run that and then come back, then that plus that means is the diff from me to the pace It with, but not the... You see what I mean? Okay, good. I'm glad that's clear. Or oh, someone dropped something important. <laughs> So, yes, all foot on the left, but I think, real, in real terms, what's gonna happen is, I'm gonna run on that until it goes numb, and then run another few miles until it hurts again, and then maybe, ideally, keep running, at which point, hopefully, it'll go numb again, and then the real story will be how much it hurts, and indeed, it's potentially permanently damaged once the run is complete. But um, my shoes, it's always nice to be in any shoes, particularly running shoes. And once I'm done, I get to wear my Ufos, my, uh, do you pronounce it Ufos, o who knows? O-O-F-O-S, recommended by Jenny, backed up by several of you saying you need those. I've got some guys. I've got what my family are very unhappy to hear me say over and over again on my orthopedic sliders. I cannot wait to get back to my orthopedic sliders and a pint of beer. I haven't had a drinks since Tuesday. So there you go, that's uh, my incredible abstemiousness. Nearly five days off, can you imagine? Two miles, two miles. So, that's the summary. Bad foot, aiming for sub four, cold and still. I'm not cold anymore um, and uh, Two miles run, all I've got to do now is work out how easy it is to switch off the recorder whilst running along. Get you in a bit. This is your captain speaking. Welcome aboard this flight to Sydney, Australia. We hope you have a good flight today. Complimentary champagne, sir. That's very kind of you. These long flights, though. they're like a marathon in many respects. Hydration is very important. i I'm suppose not you've got a dumb Pérignon on your 2013 on board.
2: Of course, sir. I'll fetch
0: you a glass right away. Well, hey, running commentary. It's sun. The sun is shining and I'm warm. And I thought I'd talk to you around the halfway point, but it's quite a lot going on. So I saved you for a later point to keep me going. So thank you for being there. So what's happened since I spoke to you last? Well, we came right through town, past the pavilion. I recorded a running tracks radio hour. It's quite inspiring. Um, (laughs) I saw two signs. Uh, three signs actually, two on one side of the road that said, you got this, run as fast as the wind. And one beautifully lettered and done and felt tip on the left-hand side. Creative, inspirational running sign. <laughs> that really got me in the heart. Down past the, uh, thank you, Sea Life Centre. I saw the guys, that, um, they married a couple, two guys living bright Brighton, you see on Gogglebox by the Sea Life Centre, showbiz. Nice to see them. And uh, talking to showbiz, I haven't got Rob written anywhere on me. Um, so, you know, so if people recognize me, then they recognize me, which is nice. I've had some Rob Deering, seen some friends. But also, <laughs> the other side of that is that I'm wearing this recorder. So I did have one lovely guy shout out, Go on, microphone man! <laughs> which I have to say, I kind of liked. So, um, and I saw. Back, Jared and uh, Angela Barnes, right at the top in the sunshine, and then I saw my wonderful wife, Julia. I didn't mention her before; she was with me at the start, keeping me bloody warm, sorting out all my shenanigans. So now we're in between 17 and 18 miles, and I feel good. I mean, I'm a bit tired, but only in a very natural way. Trying not to think about how far it is to go because we're not there yet and we're just kind of passing the finish line. But on the other hand, there's quite a strong sense of kind of being halfway, so I'm going to try and embrace that. Take what early marathon strength I've got into the uh, hove hairpin, which we know from experience It's a bit of a sod, and that's coming up. You can take me into that as far as we go. And uh, what kind of pace am I making? Very steady. I think it really helped talking to you at the beginning, and I haven't looked at my splits, but I'm prepared to bet that they're very even. And i tell you all that, because you will doubt me when I tell you the next thing, which is that I caught the four-hour paces up. At about nine miles and gently overtook, all right? I don't think it's the wrong thing to do. I think I was following my pace. We'll find out by the end. But they had a pretty choked up phalanx. So, between that and me making, it felt like like I'd have to slow down to stay in it. I just gently overtook, maintained the pace I was on. And so my assumption is that those guys they're about five minutes behind me now and uh, just a question of holding so they don't overtake me on the finish line. And the good thing is, I think oh yeah, that's what happened in New York, but that was the 3.30 pacer, so you know, it's a different game, right? So here we are, just turned off the seafront up Grand Avenue, there's a crazy memorial up here, I'm gonna turn left out, depressingly, over there, in the opposite direction, it says 22 miles. We've got, uh, we've got some, have got a park run and a half to do before then. So, that is your mid but oh and I had a malt loaf and a bottle of water. <laughs> so I'm not sure of fuel you remember, my breakfast, and those, uh, Learning those Race to the Stones lessons, hey? Um, oh, my hips are hurting. What's that all about? Just using them, I suppose. Oh well. Are they hurting enough to make you stop, Rob? No, they're not. Let's see what Paul thinks. Oh yeah, doing all right, take it easy. Shouldn't have overtaken taken the a person. My voice doesn't sound anything like this. No refunds! Are you ready to order, sir? Hmm. Interesting. I just can't decide between the Foie Gras and the Chateau Cheese. <speaking in> <speaking in> Hold up.
2: plushcare.com slash weight loss
0: oh hi you join me in the windy sunshine in between 24 and 25 miles just after the shore and turn back which was indeed mercifully not as far west as it was last year I tell you It's a combination now of being easier and more difficult as I came down the turn off to this little hairpin and remembered being at the 20 mile mark last year and just really suffering. And this year, it was around the 23 mile mark and still running. But, it's not like I'm not suffering. See what I mean? So, we are about a mile and a half out, so, I thought I'd record with you again to bring me in, but of course, I can't promise high-quality uh, um, sentence structure. And this gentleman over my shoulder says, we got this sub-4 baby, and he is not wrong. So, absolutely beautiful scenes out here in Brighton and Ho today. Such a lot of support in Ho, such a good scene, and a nice orange slice, people are running really hard as a slight hill and turn there to get onto the front at home, but now it's just soft prom all the way back. And this is, uh, I mean, if we're measuring the last period of the marathon in park runs, um, about halfway round, two and a half, three, that's hybrid fields. And I know that when I was here last year, I it's great visualization, but I'll do it for you anyway. I was here last year, we're two miles from the end. It took everything I had to start running again. Well, we're not two miles from the end, and I've run all the way, so already a win, right? Just gotta get to the end. And that is, that's been the blessing and the curse of feeling quite strong and holding something back on this run, is I keep projecting a little bit too far. Uh, and realising there's still a way to go. Having said that, I got to 15 miles, calculated how far I'd gone, how I felt. First wave of feeling tired, you know. And I thought, oh my God, got another 11 miles to go. But then I checked in at 23 and thought, yeah, I feel about the same as I did eight miles ago. So, and the other thing is, it's not coming handy if you've done a bunch of marathons. It's visualization, you know, tangling up in these last four, with it being difficult with bad memories of last year. I'm thinking, if this is the York Marathon, I'd be thinking, oh, I'm in the villages now, I'm in the outskirts of York. This doesn't even count. And the other thing about the York Marathon is, two to 25 mile marker and the finish line is a hill. For the ages. So come with me as we finish this sod and pass these drummers. Here they are. You could hear them too, right? (laughs) They just passing the uh, fantastic huts of Hove. There's still a little way to the uh, Hove-Brighton borders and the uh, Hove Lawn where the end is. Just passing the uh, 40k mark, that's a good sign, isn't it? It is, um, boop, just went over the timing marker. Some of you might be watching me. That's always a good responsibility, isn't it, to the app. To run steady, my wife was just saying yesterday, last year, people thought it'd broken when I ran 22 miles and just stopped. It did not. It's difficult, isn't it? I have the thing where when you can see a building up ahead, you learn over years of running that even if it looks a long way away, you'll be there soon. Well, I can see the i360, Brighton's famous viewing stick twinkling in the distance, but I've got to tell you, I don't want to mislead myself because it's the seaside, the coast just curves around. And that is absolutely massive and it's blooming miles away. Still, push, 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 right? Push, push, push. Okay, here it comes, guys. I'm sorry if you happen to listen to too much of this, because like I say, I. uh, projecting forwards and uh, nearly there and uh, I wanted to spend my last mile with you and uh, let's face it I turned you on a little bit early but now you can be a part of it because right now in three two one 25 miles down how's that sound Really like orange wedges. That's my go-to. I only had a little one. And I didn't desperately need it, but I would recommend it to anyone. I saw a vegan runner struggling a bit just near where I am now, going in the opposite direction, about 22 and a half miles, and he just missed someone with the orange wedges. Run, pod. Run, Thank you, Marshall. No refunds. Push, 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 etc. He's going well. He's pushing for like last mile. Um, If I'm gonna push for the finish, let's all be honest about this. I'm gonna have to push late. (laughs) I mean, everyone's going well now, we need it there. We're not quite birdcage walk. We're just going past that strange modern cafe on the beach at Hove, and then a bit further we'll get to the Turn back from the Hope Prom Park run, and uh, yeah, I suppose I could Tom Cruise it from there. We'll see, shall we? We'll see. For the moment, it's just go steady and uh, talk to you and stay interesting and entertaining. Oh God, what was I thinking? Paul, where are you now? <laughs> so see long pause. I saw Patrick, Patrick McHugh, I told you that several times. I haven't seen Michael Fabry, I haven't seen, look at the cartilage, or any of the other people we know are out here, but uh, I'm hoping they're having a good time because it's a good day. Oh and they just, came past me running really fast, kind of hurts. It's a little bit like a parkrun finish. But uh, on the other hand, I hope she can hold that to the end. It's very much not far now, right? Right? Tell me it's not far now. I'm not gonna turn talking to you into suffering, because I've been staying extraordinarily positive throughout, so let's keep this positive. Okay, so positive visualization. We're gonna come in now in my gold time of three-fifty-something. Yes, good. And then three weeks, why would I think about this now? Three weeks to get ready for London. Now from here, assuming presumptuously no massive crash, the aim for London, if I consider this brighton Marathon to have been a success, will be to run it the same. Do you see, see the logic there? It's like, well done, can you repeat that? So that's the mantra, the logic I'm applying to this. You can remind me of that once I'm done running and considering cancelling all future events. So who knows how far we are from the finish, but i360 is definitely getting closer. And uh, have still running, still overtaking, although the overtaking is not as powerful as it was because everyone else is feeling the inexor of a pull of the finish line, the tractor beam that is the 26 mile of a marathon. Oh my goodness, that is genuinely where I am, isn't it? Well, that's good. Um, it's, 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 yeah. Guys, walking a bit more, because we're not there yet. It's very important, it's good stuff. So, after I'm finished, some people with the Rob sign. I am also called Rob! Yes! It's like a whole nother Rob. Damn it. But seriously, lovely support out here today. Sometimes you get to places where there isn't any, but not many, It's it's a really good scene and as far as being easier than last year goes, how much easier can it be? It's the same distance over the same ground, but between the minor psychological advantage of a slightly changed course and a great increase in my fitness. Well, it didn't hurt, did it? Okay, all right runners, coming in now. Still running, guy playing still Stingy Tart, can you hear that blues? <laughs> Apologies again for bringing you in on this too soon. I should have kicked you off at about the same time as I kicked off my Tom Cruise run, but you can uh, 500 meters, he said. All right, all right. You're going through Team two. I don't know what it is, but they're big supporters. I oh, have got it. Now i got it. All still running. Hashtag push push push. Hashtag no heroes. Hashtag Tom Cruise isn't here now. Um, most importantly, always remember creative inspirational running sign. Nearly there. Push, push, push. Hey! Not just an eager supporter, but someone I know. So, good to see you, Um, fellow runner not running today. And uh, now we remind ourselves, as we get to the Hope Run Park Run Turnback, that is not as far to the finish line as it was last year. I can't believe it's so close. I also know in my heart that it's not very far. There it is, I can see it. Okay, good and bad news, guys. One, you can see the finish. Two, still bloody miles away. So, six and one, hey? What I'll do is get a picture of it and then name some birds and chew on the commentary star. I'm only joking. Can you pick out the finish in this photo? I'll get a picture of me, slightly closer to it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that 500 meters guy has lied. This guy said, you can see the finish from here guys, 600 meters, damn it! <laughs> so, if we're counting this in park runs, I'm now on the, last sixth of Hove Prom Parkrun. So, that's great, isn't it? It's not very far, but on the other hand, we all know Hove Prom Parkrun is uh, pretty confrontational. There's nowhere to hide. Julie's fans, eyes peeled for the hawk. Julia Deering might be here. 500 metres to go. Looking both sides, you'll probably be on the left. Eyes peeled. Big push for the Parkrun PB. I'm joking, of course. They're just gonna keep running. Well done, Stephen. Go Neil and Mikey. Hey, here's the everyone Run today. All the charity runners, so many. Moving causes, so many sad stories turned into power and joy. So, here's to Phil Jared, and every all the runners and all the people we run for, how and in the past and in the future. There's a lot of love out here today, and I love you, dear listener. (laughs) Thanks for listening to me on my own. Let's see if we can get a little bit of pull on this podcast so you don't feel too short-changed. But uh, meanwhile, here we are, closing in on the... The Clown just overtook me, that's okay, I can handle it. Um, As I say, yeah, closing in on the end of Marathon 21. Rob Deering. he's looking good, steady running. Lancing eagles, she's going well. She's been around the same pace as me all day. So, that must be fine. Hey, there she is! Here's the hawk! Hey, we well are you. live on yeah, run commentary. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, quick, let's get a photo. Yeah. And then I better finish this marathon. Oh, there we go. Hold up. Oh, 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 oh. There's a camera. Oh. Everybody cheer. Hey! All right, see you in a minute. (laughs) There she was. Okay, that's just what you need to get you to the finish, isn't it? The hawk. Wonderful support. Here we go then, guys. Stay with me. There's the toilet It wasn't open. Still not open. Doesn't matter anymore. Finish. Okay. Finish clocks It's coming up in 4 hours and 3 minutes. But, uh, of course, I didn't start on the start. I don't know when I started in relation. I I think we're looking at about 3.55. 3.50 something. That's all we want, isn't it? Right? Final. Bip! Going over a counting line. Here comes the finish. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sponsoring. Check out the other podcast. Look forward to Paul coming back. Tune in for exciting 400-episode celebrations. That was me doing the Brian Marathon. Thank you very much. Good night. (laughs)
2: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a BB with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter.